This is Extreme Ag's Shortcuts. Let's get right into it. Kevin Matthews here with Extreme Ag. We're here at the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky. There's a big crowd this year. We're getting a lot of questions about biologicals and uh, we thought we'd take advantage of having Mark here with Concept Agritech and uh, Mr. Matt Miles and I. And we just got a few questions here going into the spring is what's the best thing we can do and and uh you know matt and i we're in this wheat wager sure and, uh, he you know he kicked our butt last year so he needs to be he, he ain't gonna ask you many questions because he don't want to reveal anything there you go. but uh gotta I, respect that you know you're i'm fixing to be putting some nitrogen and some har harmony out and um, I like to put my sweet success out, Absolutely. which is a sugar source. What other uh, biology, biology would you recommend to get these, get this wheat? Hey, we've been really wet, so sure. I mean it's been saturated since November. What can we do to help bring this wheat out and get it to recover going into the spring? So we've got that question a lot. You know, in our neck of the woods, we're extremely dry. You know, at wheat planting time, so really getting those fall tillers, which we all know is where our good yield comes from we didn't get that as much you know this year and didn't have the growth so what we're doing is trying to introduce biology at that time like you're talking this green up period to where we're mineralizing you know phosphorus and zinc a lot of those nutrients that are going to be specific to root development and tillering um, and obviously adding things like you know what we would consider a biostimulant like sweet success um, you know that's going to obviously give that wheat energy um, it's a good carbon source but at the same time you know feed that biology um, and that's something here at the show it's the second day and i would say we've had probably at least 20 people come up and say you know well there's so much biology there's a million other booths out here you know what what's the difference and we really try to educate our people or people that are coming up to us on what to look for you know as, as people are approaching all the same i thought it, it would be cheapest to whatever is most you you bet and it and it does actually all get lumped into that same biological category but you know things like sugars and humics and fulvics we would consider those to be more you know biological stimulants because you're putting that food out there in hopes that there's enough biology to you know get your wheat kicked off and kind of start mineralizing nutrients or you know the rice or cotton or whatever it is but That's, that brings up a good question and and matt and i get this question a lot with our members so we're sitting here now you talk about humics and fulvics sure um I always try to think of my humans I'm putting in the ground for root mass. My fulvics is more for my flowering and reproduction sure. side. But with a wheat, what would, I mean, would you lean more towards the humic side right now, this spring? So, so there's there's a lot of uh, options, I guess, and they're pretty multifaceted when you start looking at, at humics versus fulvics. Um, i tell you one thing we found really good success with on humic side specifically um, is, is kind of help buffering the nitrogen. So when we're going out we there and- burn that, you don't get a burn it, on it. Exactly. You don't have to throw it to it and it's uh, wet. Some of it's gonna be bigger. Absolutely. 
absolutely. So humics are a great option there. Um, you know, not only are they helping kind of stabilize that nitrogen um, in a way that's biologically friendly, so you're not having to put a stabilizer out there that's, you know, really harmful to that biology. You're actually stimulating the biology so that they're feeding on that humic versus your nitrogen and converting it. So that's something in the in the nitrogen shot that we found very beneficial on wheat. This is something that's new in general. I mean, sure. you know, even when you go to the humics and the fulvics and, and, and you know, the, the carbon sources along with the biology, you know, all this is a new frontier, basically. I mean, Kevin, you've been using it, you've been using it a long time, but, you know, it's something that we just got into in the last few years. If you remember, you may not have even been here, but we started out with a bunch of bugs and bio bait. Absolutely. Well, the bunch of bugs were the bugs. We were putting the bugs in there and then putting the bio bait in there to feed the bugs which BioVate had carbon source in it too. Absolutely. I prefer a, a humic fulvic blend, which all humics have fulvics in them also. Sure. But, but that fulvic part helps take the nutrients into the soil. You know, you can just put out the humic and you'll get a little bit of fulvics, but if you can put out a little bit of both, that enables the natural biology that you're creating, the bugs that we're putting in the soil, and then the fulvic help get, helps it get that in the plant. And, and one thing you said about the humic as a nitrogen stabilizer, it's the most natural, n safest nitrogen stabilizer for, you know, for your field Absolutely. to protect your biology. Right. And, and that's a prime example. When we first started with bugs and biovate, and, and this has nothing to do with the carbon, we, we put it out, we got, we got a bigger root system, we got a, a, a more girthy plant, we got sure. a wider leaf. Yield was close to the same couldn't figure out what the problem was. Now, with the biology, we were putting out a lot of high fertility too. I worked with Kevin when I first started trying to grow high production corn, you know, listening to the things he was telling me, and I was doing those things, right. including products from Concept Ag, biology, humic fluid. My problem was I had chlorine in my water. And so I didn't have anything to buffer that chlorine. So as I was putting those bugs in the tank, they were dying immediately when I put Absolutely. the water in there. And that's where the misconception of biology is. There's things you have to do to make sure that your biology is protected. Even without biology, the chlorine was hurting me. Sure. It was hurting the efficacy of my chemicals. Absolutely. Herbicides or whatever. Yep. But it was really tearing up the biology. Absolutely. And it took a few years to realize that that was a problem. So, that, you know, that's things we've got to learn as we're going is how to use these products. And again, education, you know, by no means, like I told you guys, we do not have the biological world figured out by any means. But, you know, we've been playing with biologicals now for about eight to ten years, which is not a long time. But in the biological world, that's that's a pretty good pretty jag good. of time. In the so, biological world, you're in the, you're on the top of the you're on the top sure, of your top game. 90%. And, yeah. and we're still learning every day. I mean, it is literally every year we you know stumble across something that you know we're looking at soil health tests or things like that. And it's like, hey, we've never. Well, why is this happening? So we're we're continually learning ourselves. Kevin, I'll tell you, like when talking about that, when we first started, and we wasn't getting a result out of it. Concept actually came down and pulled microflora from my natural habitat. Tree bark, leaves, dirt, just anything they could find. Went back and kind of custom made a, a product for the Delta. Sure. And still with the chlorine, you know, I'm still struggling. Offset, yeah. So, so as, I mean, eight years is a long time in the biological right. Y'all learned a lot, we've learned a lot. Yep. You know, it was by just pure trying to figure out why things would work on one farm or not work before we ever realized the water source was the problem you had. And uh, so, but 
I mean, that's so important that we figured it out. Then now you're seeing the benefits of it. It's doing good. But wouldn't, you know, one thing with the, with the microbes and biologicals that we're using is we're being a lot more sustainable. We're not using our nitrogen to bushels. Is the efficiency is so much better now. And I think that's a big key moving forward because we're getting pressured. Uh, you know, we got Temple up there on the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, I'm sitting there on the PD and the High Rock Lake. Absolutely. All these restrictions on me now and the water going into Atlantic. And I, I think it's going to really be a big deal on the sustainability you and bet. how efficient we do. And these these biologicals and these the the microbial activity is a huge part in making the nitrogen use efficiency on the less phosphorus. We don't need as much. Absolutely. And, and I can tell you, we we recommend a lot of things we don't sell, whether that's dry fertilizer or gypsum or, you know, a lot of different things. But I sat down with a grower here just last week, and since 2019, he's been running what I would consider a heavy biological program. So he's managing his residue in the fall. We're introducing biology at planting. We're running a lot of these humics and fulvics have not spread a lick of dry phosphorus whatsoever and his levels out of probably 75% of the fields we looked at were up over 2019 in those same fields so yeah. you know how it, scary you know how scary that is to a farmer though sure Kevin Kevin does his soybean fertility with 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 a half or less than a half of what I'm doing right and he hit the nail on the head with the sustainability we're we're being forced, which is a good thing to be better farmers. Sure. Reduce nitrogen, reduce fertility in general. Absolutely. The biology helps do that. The biology is going to put us to the next level of being, you know, you more know, efficient. Yeah, Just, being yep. more efficient and, and more sustainable to the environment. Absolutely. And that's what the that's what the world's looking for now. Sure. You know, I wish we were doing this 25 years ago. We right. didn't have the technology. Right. And we did. And we were so questionable. We we didn't we didn't really believe it. You know, we were so taught we had put N P and K out there. That's what Grandpa did. Yeah, I mean, that's, and, that's and we didn't even did. really focus on the micros until the late 90s, early 2000s. But the, you know, when I, I look at all this and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, how can I afford to spend extra money? You know, land rent's gone up, equipment's gone up, but we're not going to spend no extra money. As Chad Henderson says, we're going to reallocate. Sure. We're going to pull some money. We're going to pull $50 out of a fertility program and we're going to put it over here on our humics and fulvics and our microbial activities and bacteria to be more efficient with what we're buying. And and our, what amazes me is we reallocate, we move that money over, spend it on these other ingredients. Yeah, I mean, we got to add an extra cost to our tender trailer, tender truck to handle this right. or this or totally that. But at the end of the day, our tissue sample levels, we're getting some of the best nutrient levels in the plant, so it's just so sustainable of what we're doing. You bet. I mean, it's just it's amazing how efficient we're becoming. You're not, you're not increasing your cost, and and the majority of the time, than none, you're increasing your yield. Sure. So you're, 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 your cost is staying the same, you're using more sustainable products, so that counts too. And you're increasing yield. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's, the, it's, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. It's the best of both worlds. Yep. I, I've been really excited about it because I was one of those naysayers Absolutely. back then. 
and especially when I couldn't get it to return. So sure. Absolutely. I've been pretty excited. We, we talk about it all the time. It, it naturally occurs, you know, out in whether you're in a wood lot or somewhere like that, you're not throwing 200 pounds of dap or 300 pounds of potash on that stuff yet. Look, it's growing and, and it's doing what it's supposed to. What we're trying to do is mimic, you know, what's what's naturally should be happening. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the key, I think. Man, this has been a, a great conversation. Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, I, I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the relationship. And I had to interrupt Matt because you know, I need y'all need to help me on this week. Wait, there you go. We'll, we'll have that he, side he, discussion he, he here trained, in a minute. He trained me pretty bad yeah. last year. I've got zero fall tillers, so you know where I'm sitting right now. And my my weed's been living in the water, like he said, since it was too dry to plant it. When I finally got it planted, it's been living in the water. Good so night. I'm probably not going to be a factor. Yeah. But as farmers, we do appreciate what y'all do. Absolutely. And you got to keep educating us because we don't have all the answers for these. And, and we don't either. You know, between us, you know, farm. Farmers are, are very knowledgeable at their farms and fields, so together I feel like we'll we'll come up with something that works. So I hope what we talked about brings some value to you. Y'all stay safe and uh, hopefully see you at Commodity Classic.